welcome back to this week's episode of Best Years. I apologize for the late upload. Packing and moving has been absolutely insane, um, so I'll just leave it at that. Anyway, today I'm joined with Mary-Kate Walsh, a sophomore at the University of Notre Dame. Her school has made headlines the past few weeks due to the staggering number of coronavirus cases that have developed within the student population. Mary-Kate gives us a rundown about move-in, classes, and the announcement Notre Dame made when people became irresponsible. How's it going? It's good. <laughs> good. This is like... It's crazy here. It's literally the apocalypse. Louisa, I have so much dirt. Um, this is going to be your best podcast yet because it's literally like a one-on-one with like the person in the heat of it. Oh my God. I'm like, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready. Should I get popcorn? <laughs> you should. I'm in the study right now and I'm supposed to be wearing one of my Notre Dame masks. So if I randomly kind of just go like this, like that's why. I'll okay. Sorry. Hey, what's up? My roommate is doing work and I was like, I'll leave you. I'll go. Leave you be. Cool, cool. So wait, okay. I want to hear about like your move in because I I'm not living on campus anymore. I've decided to like sublet an apartment so I don't have to deal with that shit. Yeah. So am I? Yeah. Do I have to like? Are we like doing it? Do I have to like introduce myself? Or are you gonna like? Oh shoot! It? I totally forgot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mary Kate, introduce yourself. Um, your major, what school? Fun fact. Go. Right, I'll do my I'll do my Notre Dame intro that we do here. So my name is Mary Kate Walsh. I am a sophomore. Uh, I'm studying political science and our school's major called film, television, theater, and my concentration is television. And then I'm minoring in digital marketing in the Mendoza College of Business. Um, what else? Is that it? Is that good? You have a fun fact? A fun fact. Um, I took up baking during quarantine and now I love to bake. I love that. That's awesome. I can't believe that. That's like kind of surprising, but I love it. Love it. Love it. And I found out that I have naturally curly hair. That's awesome. Thank you. Sweet. Yeah, Let's so see. moving. Move in. All right. I will tell you about my move in. So what we did, it was staggered. So they had the freshmen move in and do their welcome stuff before us. So we were the upperclassmen moved in between Thursday, August 6th and Sunday, August 9th. Um, I moved in Friday, the 7th. Um, it was pretty similar to when we had to move out. Um, it was very smooth. We just went to like a staging lot um, and then they sent us to our dorm and then we had 90 minutes to move in which really wasn't a problem. We just unloaded, got everything settled. And then, yeah. So honestly, move-in was like very clean and seamless. It, there were no issues. It was very, very, very good. Kind of like your typical move-in, just like you only could have like two people and there was just like a little bit of a time limit, but otherwise it was fine. Did you get tested before you left? Yes. So what Notre Dame did, um, it was like their first round of surveillance testing that every single student had to do a at-home test and send it in before we could come to campus. So I think I did mine like July 31st, like about like a week before I left. Mm -hmm. So they went through like a private lab or something. They sent every student a test and we had to do it and then send it back like that same day, really, really strict rules. And it was very kind of stressful, but it was all good. It came back negative. I believe less than 1% of all the student body came back positive. There's about 12,000. So that was like really good coming in. I think there were like 33 positives, like 33 out of like 12,000, which was like That's pretty not bad. Not bad at all. So like, yeah. Yeah. So everybody had to test negative before coming. Well, I mean, that's good. I mean, a lot of schools, I know Ithaca, well, this is just like random, but Ithaca decided to be completely online. A lot of schools don't even test before having students come, which I think is stupid. Oh, I don't know why. Me personally, they should have tested us when we got on campus because there were, there was a week between when I tested negative that I could have gotten or anybody could have gotten it. 
So, I mean, I don't really know if that happened. I don't, I don't think that's like proven or anything, but it's just like that, that chance that somebody could bring it without even knowing. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I guess, I mean, the way they did it was, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Oh my God. I like, ugh, I'm like kind of scared to get tested. I I'm getting tested like this week or something. Um, but yeah, I just like, I don't like things going up my nose. It was, I it don't was, think anyone does, but it's a little intrusive. I mean, my mom did it and she had no regrets, did not hold back, just shoved that thing right up. Oh my God. Very comfortable, but you know, we had to, some people came back inconclusive oh. and pay money to get a new one and they were delayed coming to campus. So it's better do it right the first time and be in a little bit of pain and screw it up. And then that's true. Are they testing you? <laughs> Are they testing you guys like regularly? What's the deal with that? No. Nope. So I believe they are going to start doing that. Was So what we did before coming was their first round of surveillance testing. And their next round is going to be just testing random students to see if there's any asymptomatic people, which there are a lot of asymptomatic people who yeah, have but testing positive. Um, so I, they sent us an email saying they were going to roll that out this week. And that if you're chosen, like you have to do it, like you can't say no, mm-hmm. you basically like, just, I don't know. I don't know if it's a saliva one or a nose one. Cause it just, like the, the CDC or somebody just approved a new na- or saliva test. Mm-hmm. But they said that's going to be happening. So that'll be interesting. What happens with that? Yeah. Schools that don't have like a testing, I don't know, like a plan for that. I, I mean, it, for Notre Dame, I mean, they do, but like at Cornell, we're getting tested twice a week. Really? Like every student or wow. something like that. Yeah. Well, they have that. We have a testing center on campus. It's in one of the, one of the um, entrances of the football stadium. Okay. Um, but the thing is with that, that's for people, you have to be referred. Like I, like right now I could not go there and say, can I get a test? I would either have to be showing the because we have to do a daily health check, which I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. So like when I do my daily health check in the morning, hypothetically, I have a fever or I, I wake up with a cough and I call the university health services facility and office and say, Hey, I have like one of the big three symptoms. Then I will be able to go get a test. Okay. If I woke up and I was like, Oh, I'm a little stuffy or I have like a little bit of a sore throat. That's like a secondary symptom. And they would just be like, all right, just kind of like, you can't get a test then. Like you have to have one of the big three symptoms or you have to be like in close contact Yeah. with somebody. So like, like I, we, like my roommate and I know a kid who today, like he's his roommate and one of his quad mates or somebody tested positive. So because of that, he had to go get a test. Yeah. Even though he wasn't showing symptoms and he tested negative, but he still has to quarantine for a week because he's in close contact. So it's basically, you can only get a test from the university if you fall into one of those two categories of close contact or one of the big three symptoms, mm-hmm. which is kind of a little uneasy and unsettling. Cause yeah. it's like, what if somebody like has like a minor symptom and they still have it or like lots exactly. So it's kind of, it's just, but it's understandable because they don't have, I don't think they have the abundance of resources to be able to test everybody as they so desire, you know? That's true. True, true. Yeah. It's just, it's very, very crazy here right now. Lots going on. So give us the dirt. I, I want to know. Oh, wait, before I, before you do, did you hear about UNC, Chapel Hill? We are about to become the next UNC. That's, do you think you're, you're going to get sent home? We almost did. Like we were You're, so you're kidding. No. You oh my didn't God. Know. No. Wait, 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 wait. What? I forgot that you don't have Snapchat anymore. Yeah, true. <laughs> okay. So here's what, here's what's been going on at the University of Notre Dame. So excited. So. <laughs> Buckle in. <laughs> Let's see. We, two, okay, today is 
currently because I guarantee when you when when this is out, it's gonna be so much worse. Yeah. So today is Wednesday, August 19th, right? Mm -hmm. Monday, August 17th, they upload or the university um refreshes the dashboard of cases at noon every single day. Mm -hmm. So on Sunday, we were at 44 case, or 54 cases maybe in the 50s, pretty low. On noon at Monday, I was in class and they released the dashboard and it went up to 147. Classes. Oh, Jesus Christ. It basically went up almost 100. Oh my God. was so, 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 so bad because in the past it had only been going up like by like maybe like 11 or 12 or like somewhere around that a day. Yeah. Like not really that bad. So we went up 100 cases and every single person on campus was losing their minds because yeah. UNC, like just a few days ago, after one week of school, like 130 students tested positive mm -hmm. and their student body is exponentially bigger than ours. It's like 30,000 or something. Yeah. We, yeah. we have like 8,000 undergrad and then however many grad. So with the, if you look at the math, like we almost have like a higher rate of infection probably. I don't know. I'm not a person, but like it's really, really bad. So I was freaking out. So I was like, Oh my God, we're going to be, we are going to get sent home because they traced, basically they've been able to trace all of almost all of the positives to off-campus parties that happened on the 6th and the 9th of August, which was like, like, and it was <laughs> mostly off-campus seniors. And it's, they're saying it's off-campus senior males. I've seen those sources going around. So it's not surprised. Oh my God. Seems like, I mean, I don't, I can't tell you exactly, but from different sources and emails we've gotten, a majority of the cases are off-campus students, but they were still coming to campus Oh my classes, you know, so like, it's not, I mean, there are, there have been some outbreaks in the dorms. I know of a few and a couple guys dorms where like many people have been sent off asymptomatic positive. They had no idea. They only got tested because they were in contact. Like, it's so scary. Like I could be positive right now and I had have no idea, but I can't get tested because you know, that's so frustrating. It's really scary because like, there's like, there's such a good chance that I could, because I could have been talking to someone who was with somebody who was positive and we just don't know you know? Um, so yeah, so that happened on Monday, the cases spiked and we were all really stressed. And so then our president had a live speech at 5 PM that day and basically came out and said, I, I'm sure you all know, everybody knows that we had a massive spike. And after, they said, when we saw this initial data, we started planning to send you all home. He said, but after consulting with, I believe maybe the County that we're in in Indiana, I think the health executive there, or someone here, or just maybe through multiple health people, they decided to make all classes remote for the next two weeks. So, cause we, we, we were basically doing in-person classes. I had, I had three online and two in-person. I know many people who had them all in-person. So they're kind of staggered between just whatever classes you're taking. But so they switched every single class to remote. They sh basically shut down almost all public places on campus. Our dining halls are like, we can still go out, but there's basically like nothing to really do. They just basically like said, okay, this was like your, this is your one and final warning after this, there's no going back. Like you guys are lucky you're getting a second chance. Cause we could easily be UNC. Um, so the dining halls are still open, but I think like the library's closed. I think too, like the two student centers here are like super, super, super limited capacity. Like, just like barely even open, Ma mainly only for food because I won't even get into the dining hall food. Commend, I commend Notre Dame for trying, but it's absolutely horrendous. And I know they're working on it, but it's just really bad right now. But um, so yeah, so we're kind of on like a lockdown almost. We're still able to like go out. Like I could go sit on the quad and like, you know, be outside, but it's basically 
kind of like a lock, a mini lockdown almost. We're basically confined to our rooms because there's just nowhere else to go, which I don't mind because like I said, it's spreading fast. And the update today was 222 cases are positive and over a thousand tests have been done. And this is like, we haven't even gotten to the weekend numbers. Like I think between starting tomorrow and Friday, I think is when we're going to start seeing the weekend numbers. Oh my God. So it's going to get really, really bad in the next couple of days. Like it's going to get bad before it gets better. And it's just really scary because I don't want to go home. A. Yeah. I don't want to get it. See, I'm scared that I do have it and I have no idea. I mean, I'm, I'm fine. Like I don't have any symptoms or anything, but like asymptomatic is like super, super common. <laughs> like, so I, I just, it's just crazy here. It's just such a, it's eerie. It's a very weird feeling because my roommate and I know plenty of people who are currently, who have been, as we call it, like taken away. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Ugh. I mean, because Notre Dame has a couple hotels, the hotel on campus, like right next to my dorm holding people. There's okay. graduate residences where people are quarantined. There's hotels right on the outskirts of campus. And there are so many people that are either positive or like I said earlier, if even if you tested negative for the rapid test, you still have to quarantine because you were in close contact with somebody. So there's so many people and it's only going to keep going up. Yeah. That's one of the questions I had about like where people would be staying, but yeah. Notre Dame just kind of in their plan to reopen, they rented out a bunch of some of the graduate residences. I think they just told, I, I, I could, I don't know. I don't want to like spread wrong information, but like they, they just took a bunch of graduate residences, reserved them. I, I don't know if the whole hotel on campus is, but I know that some of the rooms, I, I don't, I can't imagine they would be open to the public right now if there are students quarantined in there, but I could, um, I don't know. And I'm pretty sure there are just some, a few maybe hotels on the outskirts where they've, they've like reserved some rooms for it. I believe, I could be wrong, don't take my word, I believe they have like 500 beds, and that's like not going to be enough. That's I don't, not enough. I mean, there's already 200 in pot, I mean, a, a majority, like the majority of the positives are from off-campus people, so I'm pretty sure, like if you live off-campus, you just quarantine at your off-campus residence, but on campus, we have to go somewhere, so I don't, I don't know, it's going to get really crazy in the next couple of days, so whenever this goes up, it's probably going to be even different, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at right now, it's just weird, everyone's kind of on edge, because we don't want to get it and we don't want to go home. Yeah. We're just, we're really worried that it's just going to keep getting worse or people aren't going to learn their lesson and stop doing, stop going to off-campus parties because they are happening. And it's just really, really, really concerning and pathetic. I'm shell-shocked. I, oh my God, that's horrible. Weird week. I've only been here for a week, basically. That's, oh my God. I started a week and two days ago, which is like not a long time at all. And it's already like turning into like, Twilight Zone out here. (laughs) I think the thing that bothers me the most about your situation is that you can't get a test if you say like, oh, I may have this symptom. Because again, I don't exactly know the whole details about how coronavirus spreads. Um, But obviously, if you have symptoms and like you're sneezing, you're coughing, then you're- You're with people. That's the- You know, know. you're going to spread it like no matter what. That's very true. I mean, it's like if- if I had like a sore throat, I would call the university health or whatever and say, I have like a, like a severe sore throat, not even just like a little bit like of an, I don't even know. And then they would, they would be like, okay, you need to keep monitoring your symptoms and letting us know. And basically like, if it doesn't go away in like 24 to 48 hours, then you'll get a test, but that's still one to two days where something could happen. So I mean, it's just, it's just really tricky, you know? That's really a very weird environment just from day one too. That's super frustrating. Um, I think they also like made a good plan in terms of like sending 
like not keeping students on campus because now you're sort of like in this bubble which I know you're like with other people that could have tested positive but you'd be spreading to other parts of the country and like internationally yeah that's why we were all a bunch of people here we were saying like even if god forbid there's a huge outbreak I think they'll just which is kind of what happened they'll kind of just shut campus down and this is more severe like in our heads what we thought would happen they would just shut everybody down we can't leave our dorms we would have like food delivered you know but like but we're all saying they cannot bring us back for a week and expose us all and then send us home to our families because yeah, exactly. yes, it, it, yes, it could hurt anybody, but we are in the age group where it's less severe than our, maybe our parents or mm-hmm. people we're in contact with. So that would be like even worse, just spreading it even more. So we were all saying, even if it does get really bad, sending us home right away is not going to happen because they're going to spread it to people. Like my mom is convinced that the next two weeks, the online classes that they're doing for two weeks is like a way to quarantine us all to where we all are negative. And then they're going to send us home after these two weeks as a way to not infect everybody. But that's just speculation. You know, I mean, we, if it, it's pretty much probably, if it keeps getting worse, that's probably their backup plan. Like oh, it's clearly not getting better, but they, they were able to quarantine for two weeks yeah. or hopefully, hopefully it does get better, which it won't for a little bit because of the cases and everything still coming. But as of right now, the plan is, remote classes for two weeks everybody's like still on campus and everything yeah and then we're gonna go back to in person and it's pretty, basically like a wake-up call like come on guys this isn't a joke Ugh, i just i'm so frustrated with people being ignorant and stupid uh, like wear a damn mask it's not that hard and oh my god i just i have no words for my anger like it's like i can't imagine how angry you are oh it's very frustrating everybody on campus is like, seriously, guys, like this, the university spent $70 million to bring us back. I mean, we have like little signs everywhere that are like six feet, you know, every place we can sit has a sticker that says here, it's our little slogan, it's here. They spend so much time and money. And another thing is the people who are employed on campus, Mm -hmm. if we get sent home again, the amount of people that they're going to have to lay off, it's horrible. Because the cleaning ladies, the food staff, they won't need them anymore. And the university is not going to have money. I mean, they already got our tuition and everything, but like, they're not going to have <laughs> to like, you know, pay all these people. So like, that's another thing. It's not just about us. It's about, it's also about, it's about the workers who could get laid off. It's about the South Bend community. I mean, think of how would you feel? I mean, we're from Rochester. Yeah. Yes. Like the university of Rochester is like a, you know, it's not like a huge school, but just imagine it was like a very big school and people were, I mean, people do come from all over hypothetical. Just imagine I mean, Rochester's doing really, really good right now. We're in a really good place. Imagine we were doing well, and then, like, thousands of college kids came and made it so, so, so bad in your community. I can't imagine, the, like, the frustration of the South Bend community right now and the St. Joseph's County community. Like, we're coming into your home and messing it up for you guys. Like, so it's just, like, it, this is, there's so much more than just yourself in the situation. You got to think about working, the community. I mean, it's just it's really, really frustrating. And I just, I just hope and pray that the people who were partying, like, yes, it was stupid. Mm-hmm. Yes. They probably were thinking, Oh, it can't happen to me. Like, it's fine. It's fine. Hopefully they just learned from this. You know, nobody's perfect. They shouldn't have done it. And I'm sure they recognize that now. Yeah. Hopefully that people are like really see the magnitude of their actions and go, okay, I need to like, hold myself accountable. This was, that was really, really bad. I'm going to fix myself. And we're just hoping that people don't keep ignoring the rules and everything. Mm-hmm. This is certainly a wake-up call for everyone, you know? Definitely a wake-up. I mean, 
a wake up call for like a majority of us students mm-hmm. who are trying to take everything seriously because we want to be here. Like not even just because, Oh, like we want to like go to college, but like we want to be in person with our classes because like online learning is so incredibly different than in person. You get so much more from being in person. And like, I want to get as much out of my classes as I can. They won't be the same online. So like, there's so many factors about wanting to be on campus too. So it's like not, it's, I mean, it's a wake up call for everybody, but I think it's more of a wake up call for the people who are kind of disregarding everything. Like, oh, it's fine. I can do whatever I want. The entitled people, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a wake up call for everybody that it still, like, it can't, it's clearly like it can spread. It can spread and it is spreading. We're not invincible. We're not. Have any of those like cases come from like sports or anything? Cause I know I follow the Notre Dame football <laughs> account and like I, I've, they're like practicing every day. Like have they've been like a major part of like no no no. No. all athletics are probably more I think every single athlete is like I mean we as like normal students at least me and the people I surround myself with are taking everything super seriously the athletes are like a level above that because yeah they have scholarships you know scholarships they don't want to ruin it for themselves they don't want to ruin it for their teammates they want to have a season it would be really really bad if it spread around the athletics team the football players Oh my gosh. Like they're, they're not part of it at all. None of the athletes are part of the, I That's don't think good. If, if like, I don't, I, I, it's like a majority of like off campus students who had like a darty or something a week ago, but like, no, the, the football players, they have been practicing for like, I think a week now, maybe, or probably more than that. I'm not quite sure, but they've been practicing. They have had multiple like tests. I think like the last test that went through only two players were positive. And like one in the beginning, maybe in like mid August or mid July or beginning of August before we came, there was like one positive. So like the football team has been really good about like not being like a source of spread or anything. Like yeah. they're all taking it super seriously because they want to have a season. The Big yeah. Ten, the Big Ten delayed their season until the spring. Wow. Currently, and so did the Pac-12, but the ACC and the SEC are still on as planned. Like Notre Dame's first game is supposed to be in like less than a month, like September 12th. Wow against Duke at Ryan Thompson. Is it real? Wait, is it going to be at Duke or is it at, oh, it's, here. It's, oh, it's here. here. And we have no idea how the games will work, but, um, um, but no, the, the football player, like the athletes are taking it probably like more seriously than us because they're, they want to have a season. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's promising. Not a problem at all. No, that's, that's really great to hear. I, I wasn't really sure, but like, I don't know when you put into perspective, everything they have to lose if they don't. Yeah. They're, and you know, they're all, if you think about it, they're kind of, the I mean we're all the face of Notre Dame in our own way but mm-hmm. they're on a little bit of a bigger stage than us obviously because yeah. the football team I mean they're they're role models you know one, I mean it's Notre Dame football yeah it, they're kind of like the leaders of our campus like it's yeah. not like we look up to them but like you know in a way in a way they're kind of like setting the stage for behavior just for just not for not for the old not for like just our campus community but like Notre Dame's perception around the country yes you know I mean? yeah they're on a higher, like they're representing they have high standards. Yeah. I was wondering, so like you said, how big was the, is the Notre Dame like undergrad community or like in general, like how big is the campus? You can include grads, undergrads, whatever. Um, I'm just I wondering. Probably, I'll just Google right now. So I get it right. I know there's like 8,000 undergrad. Okay. Um, there's about 2000 each class student body at Notre Dame. Um, yeah. So I think the grad is about, yeah, there's 8,600 undergrad that was in 2016 and it's pretty much stayed the same. Um, Let's see, student. I don't know. I don't know what the grad population is. Graduate. I think it's around two to three thousand. Okay. I think it's about twelve thousand. I think. I think combined, it's about two thousand or th- twelve thousand. 
Okay. It's not, it's not like Alabama, Penn state, Ohio state. It's not like huge, but it's, yeah. not, it's not small, you know? Yeah. Well, I w- I'm just wondering because Cornell's like undergrad is around like 15,000 or so. Um, so that's nearly close to double of your undergrad. And I'm not really sure what the grad grad population is, but, and I, I'm not really sure how many people are coming back either. I don't really have, I don't really know that, but I think it'll be interesting just to see, to compare like our different situations. Because mm-hmm. I go back the 25th. Okay. Um, and classes start September 2nd. So it'll be interesting just to compare how different schools take this on. We'll come back for another episode and do an update yeah, in a few weeks. I mean, before this all happened, like everything was going pretty smoothly. Mm-hmm. Like, campus life in general. I mean, you have to have a mask on everywhere except your dorm room. Yep. Which is understandable. Um, campus dining, they have tents. They have huge tents in front of both dining halls. So you can either eat there or you can eat on the quad. One thing I have to say, like the one positive probably out of all of this mm-hmm. is that there's so many more people outside and out and about that it's a little bit more like a homey community feel. I mean, Notre Dame, that, Notre Dame had that like beforehand, but like, it's just like, you see so, so many more people who are just outside, like maybe like throwing a frisbee around, playing spike ball, like just doing homework. Under Typical. <laughs> it's just happier, like kind of like a happier vibe. Yeah. There's more people outside, but um, I mean, classes, we have, a, we have like assigned seats. Like we have to like report them. The chairs are all far apart. Like Notre Dame did a really, really good job. Like, of setting this up um to be safe and everything um like all the all the student centers everything was open you just like pre-ordered your food basically on like a grubhub app yeah sorry, um, <laughs> sorry for that little like, garbage truck action behind me um and then yeah so like it was just like a lot more people who were just outside which is really nice because it's just really pretty to be outside and we have such a beautiful campus so like i've loved that kind of but like it like really it was a lot different obviously than last year but it like it was really nice to be back and they did a really good job like setting up the campus environment for us mm-hmm. but obviously now we kind of lost a little bit of those privileges because we're only strong as our weakest links and the weakest links have proven that they're weak um, <laughs> so hopefully that'll get better but yeah so it's, it's definitely been different being on campus in this age of covid but it's better to be here than at home online in our beds doing classes you know true i'm I'm just really glad that I'm able to go back, even if, so the majority of classes that I am planning to take, because Cornell still hasn't opened enrollment. That's crazy. I know. Isn't that kind of like sus? I think that's us. I registered for classes like in April. I know. I know. (laughs) I am losing my marbles because like there's an enrollment cap, obviously, but they've also have an enrollment cap for online classes and- which I think is, like, kind of weird because, like, if it's online, then, like, shouldn't you just, like, let whoever take it? I don't know. That's just a personal opinion, but, yeah, I've been playing around with my schedule, and, yeah, hopefully I get to register for class soon because I literally have no idea when they're going to open it. I think it's, like, last week of August, but, like, come on. That's very close. Come on now. Yeah. It's it's annoying. I'm actually really excited. I'm taking Polish. That's fun. Yeah, I'm really. It's at 8 a.m. though, which I like. I know, I know. (laughs) It's my only on-campus class too. (laughs) Honestly, like I don't mind morning classes that much though because it gets you up earlier. And then, like, you've done like what nine something. Like, Mm -hmm. you're gonna be like set for the day because you're gonna be up and about, so be more productive. That's like my. I wanted to get classes that started around nine because that's like the spot because 
you can still like get like a good amount of sleep and not wake up super early. Yeah. Also like forces you to get up and start your day and feel awake. Cause like my, I don't have classes until 11. That's nice. 11, 10, 1140 up um, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday. But then though one of them is online. So like, I don't have to get up for it technically. So like that's one thing I've just been like, Oh, I'm tired. I'll just hit snooze. Cause I like don't have to get up. So it's like, I kind of wish that I had like some nine o'clock that I had to get up for, but yeah, it's just, just self-discipline. It's my own fault. You know, <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm excited to get back into the routine of things because it was really nice getting back. I was like texting people and I was like, Oh, like, I love like that. I have like, I don't love that. I have like work again, like to do, but like, I actually feel like I'm like a human being again, like work was nice and all for a little bit, just like relaxing. But now I'm like, oh, like this is like, I. it's really nice to feel productive again and feel like I'm making gains. Yeah. I just don't like not having a structure to my day. Exactly. So, cause I, or if I have nothing to do. So I took up for the last three weeks of quarantine. So I, my summer classes ended the week of, let's see, August 3rd. Mm-hmm. So that week. And I thought to myself, I have three more weeks of this, of doing nothing. And I would literally go stir crazy. I signed up for, I really recommend this. So even if you're like not into coding or anything, even if you think you can't do it, I took up a coding class. It's three weeks. Cool. And I am someone, I swear to God, who doesn't understand that type of thing. But the guy who teaches this is literally so, so good. So if you're, you're it's really good to put on your resume too. Like, oh, I know HTS, HTML, 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 CSS, and JavaScript. So if you're interested in that, I can send you a link. But anyway, so I'm going to say thank you, Mary Kate, for joining me. It was really interesting to hear your perspective and your insight on the pandemonium that is the Notre Dame campus. Yeah, it's 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 a doozy out here, but <laughs> we are the fighting Irish and we're going to go Irish, beat COVID. Okay, I think, I think I'm going to end it there. Okay. <laughs> so as of August 25th, there have been 13 new cases and a total of 496 positive cases since the 3rd at Notre Dame. The university has administered over 4,400 tests so far. I hope you enjoyed this episode and have gained some perspective on collegiate life during a pandemic. I implore everyone at Cornell and around the United States to understand the consequences of irresponsible behavior and to remember that there is a community beyond the campus that you are a part of that may suffer the effects of wrong actions. Be safe, social distance, and wear a mask. For more info on coronavirus, visit www.cdc.gov. Be sure to follow Best Years on Facebook and Instagram at Best Years Podcast for more info about the show. Tell a friend and head over to the iTunes page and give the show a rating. It helps get the word out. The show is edited, hosted, managed, and produced by Louisa Weldy, and the intro music is by Sean Yu. See you next Sunday.